Good morning. We had the end of the life and tenure of Gideon. Last three psukim that describe his retirement, for lack of a better word. Let's see the last four psukim. Let's start from Pasichavtes. Periches Pasichavtes. V'yelach Yerubal ben Yerush v'yeshev bebeisai. He was not interested in the malucha, not interested in the power. And he felt he had the job done, and he goes home. He unfortunately makes this aphoid, which is going to come back to trouble everyone. And I'm going to use the haunt, because that wouldn't be proper for the damage the aphoid did, which is haunt everybody. And that's part of the problem. The description over here is really a description of his uh, success. We'll see that despite the tremendous family that he has and the next generation of leaders, which would have been wonderful for somebody who didn't want the malucha, so he has 70 sons. That already makes up a great Sanhedrin, if they weren't all right to be the Sanhedrin, there was a function of Sanhedrin, so a, a parliament of sorts, if you'll call it. And they're not looking for one particular leader, because, as we mentioned already a few times, if it's not necessary, it's probably counterproductive. It could be dangerous. And Baruch Hashem, everybody is thinking along those lines. The bad news is, there's one son that is not in a very big way, as we will find out. Very soon. You're all wondering, what's a pelegish? We're going to try to explain that today, so it's a good thing there are only X amount of people online, and this video only goes to select people, uh, because it's um, a fascinating machlekes. We're showing them exactly what it is. We'll try to show maybe it's not even a machlekes, uh, but uh, once in a while you have people with uh, agendas who don't understand sugyas and have uh, self-serving reasons to put forth certain ridiculous, zany plans that would never work for a thousand reasons. So it's going to be a backdrop, but that's not what's going on over here. Plegish over here was Mutter. Gideon was a leader at Tzadik, Medaktik Balacha, needless to say, so obviously it's mutter. We have to figure out what it is that is technically mutter and why is it that we don't hear about it too often, even in Tanakh, Kol Shekein, Bezman Azeh. Palakshar Shebishchem Yodolah Gamhi Ben Vayasam Eshma Avimelech. I warned everybody yesterday. Uh, usually when I say we'll get to it the Nebish year, it might mean a year from now. It was the next day. So the Svarim talk about uh, Gilgulim, which is always fascinating believe it or not, connect Avimelech with the Avimelech and our parshas. And a number of people asked me yesterday, just the Rashi is fascinating. We have a Suda's bris mila, or a Suda for the Simcha of Anesa, the birth of Yitzchak, however you want to learn it. And Abmavino invites the Gedele Adag. That doesn't mean the learning necessarily. It means the notables. So we have Shein Vever, two Rosh Hashivas. And... Avimelech, so people don't know what in the world is he doing on that list. 
So there aren't that many akum that Hashem speaks to directly in dreams. So you say, well, for our discussion yesterday, that dream was more of a nightmare and Hashem is giving Kaviyach heavy Musr that you're going to die and you better give her back. And he has what looks to us as chutzpah. There was almost like a, he's having a conversation as well. I didn't really know. It's not my fault. And betayim levavi. And you look at the psukim and the rashis there. The made b'mixas of the dion kaviyachol klapishamaya is yeah, it was a mistake. But this isn't nekias kapayim. It's not over here. And Amavina told him that. You walk into a country of passport control, they ask you where you're from, do you have COVID, uh, where you've been the last 14 days, not who's that lady with you. And as soon as they start asking questions like that, that's not a very good sign, and I realize it's not a very safe place. That's Avi Melech's fault. See, Avi Melech's not in charge of passport control. Yes, he is. Comes from the top down. And that's the Musr. So, you don't get the impression this guy's so from. And in many ways, he's not. But there was some substance over there, or else he wouldn't have been invited to the party. Yes? I was alluding to the fact that he had some redeeming qualities. Sadiqim don't uh, usually start up with visitors or have their passport control out of control. So at Sadiq, Abhavin had serious ties. They told him, this is in the Sugya Makis of Aymir Mutter. Aymir Mutter is Karv Lapshia, Karv Linus. Abhavina, this is one of the Rayas, Abhavina points out, if you wouldn't have such a destructive force and an immoral way of thinking in your country, this wouldn't have happened. So uh, Tzaddik is, again, everything's relative, I guess, but he was a person of note. He wouldn't have been invited to the party. Why, certainly in Gilgulim, to say an Akum can't be a Gilgul and a Yid is not really true, but everybody could, the mountain terror is really an Akum. You have uh, Kayan and Hevel and Shays, and so I can't disqualify the notion, but still, to connect anything to Avimelech, as in that Avimelech, so right now you think I'm saying, why would we connect Avimelech, the Geisha king that kidnapped Sarimenu, with Avimelech, the Shefeb? When we finish this, you'll be asking, why are we connecting Avimelech, the Shefeb? As Koshal is, who did more damage over here? Uh, no, that, well, Zeli Melech, who's a, who was a tzaddik, he just made a very big mistake. But uh, which one are you referring to? The one, the one by Rus is... is well, it's a Shaila, they're all the same. Uh, yeah, they, they became same, same royal line. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't necessarily the same difference, made difference, the same royal line, but this, he wasn't part of that line. He's not only a Yid, but he's the son of Gideon. He's the son, whatever we're going to say about Palakshim. So, Lamaisa, once he had just interesting that they're the Shita, that he's a Gilgul, it's here to be Masakin, which. Uh, the comments on that are that he wasn't really Masakin, whatever he's trying to be Masakin, but some of the connections are eerie, and if just it's fresh in our mind, Hincha Meis Aleisha, Avimelech's end will be by a lady who drops a very heavy block of cement on his head. That's not what it means. The Pasi, Hincha Meis means because of the lady you kidnapped, not by the lady, but there are Ramazim that there's some connection. We're not going to go much more into the uh, Kabbalah of that, but it's a bit of a mystery what's Nagea Pinigla 
is, and I'll put this out now, because this is an incredible Musser, it's, a, it's more than a bit jarring. He had 70 sons, and 70 plus one. So, grand total 71. Interesting is a machlekes, how large this engine has to be, 70 or 71, but here the number is 71, it's 70 plus one. And the only son he named Avimelech was this son. He didn't use two names, even though you figure after 70, kind of running out. But plenty of names to go around. And there's Chaim, David, Yankel. He's got all the names here. And the only one named Avimelech was the son of the Pelegish. Why would you name your son Avimelech? So all the Mepharshim are going to agree. The Shaila is how Avimelech took this. You'll see why I hold this the most important lesson of what is about to transpire. And I keep alluding to the bad news coming. We didn't even see it yet. It's worse than what I'm alluding to. But here the young man grows up and he looks around. He's got 70 other brothers, comes from the most hush of a family in Klaeser in terms of leadership. And his father names him, and only him, Avimelech. So what was the remez? Remez is, Avimelech is, you're the one who's being groomed to be king. Now, that's already fair because they offered the kingship and he said, Lord to Gidon. And he said, Lord with an olive, not me, not my children, not the way you want to go. And he meant it. So why would you name a son Avimelech as a prelude, as an insight into his kaychus, which he saw, maybe Beruch or with his chachma, that he's going to be eligible for leadership. So you're forced to say that he didn't mean king as in king. He meant of the brothers, usually one of the brothers is a leader of sorts. That doesn't mean there should be a bloody coup and he should kill all 70 of his brothers and become the only shaifer who tries to be a king. But he thinks it is. I'm just giving, yeah, I gotta know an insight where this is coming from. So why did his father name him that? The answer is his father, everybody starts off good. And obviously he's a man of potential and of kaychus, that in life is great, like a lot of zeros, but you got to put a one in front. And he totally uh, dropped the ball as not, uh, is an understatement. <laughs> he messes everything up and takes all the clues and says, uh, it's me, uh, it's not going to happen. It's like, uh, I don't know if to say Lahabdul or not, they both didn't and they both went very off, but Kairach had the same problem. And he said, no, not going to happen to me. I have Yichus and I'm very smart. And uh, look who comes out of me, and nothing's going to go wrong. So he starts off with the name Avimelech. The, I think the, the crime over here and the tragedy is the fact that whatever you say, he was given the name Avimelech. That means he did have these kaychas, and he could have been a cut above. And he short-circuited everything and tried to get there too fast, Be'isr Gummer, the violent way, and he never used it. He used it only Lara. But that's a pretty jarring lesson. That, that doesn't mean a person who does bad things doesn't mean that he was an ice to begin with and he was, he was prone to, uh, his destiny was he's going to be a Russian Musha. There is no such thing. You have Bechira. And often the people who do more damage, certainly within the Eden, are the people who had more possibilities. Zimri, if I remind you, was a Nasi of a Shevet before and he lived a long time. So... I always like starting off with good news. The good news is his name is Avimelech, which means he can go places. The bad news is he didn't realize which places 
he's supposed to be headed towards, and um, from there it's going to go downhill. Uh, we didn't explain the Pelegis yet. We will get to it first. Let's uh, end the life of uh, Gidon in somewhat of a positive way. Lamed Beis, Ve'yamaz Gidon ben Yayesh Beseva Teva which means nobody acted up in his lifetime and they didn't go off the dare because of the aphoid in his lifetime and everything was fine and he did a good job even though he was trying to retire but I'm sure they looked to him for guidance and he was very well respected and ran the country whatever there was to run which wasn't much Baruch Hashem his people doing the right thing. His father apparently did tshuva or else he wouldn't be buried there. Ba'afra avi ha'ezri so, we're going to go back now to Pasuk Laman Aleph because uh, the next three Pesukim already starts the bad news. And I'd like to just discuss uh, what this Pelegish is all about. And there are two times we're going to have uh, the both Chiddush and Neflam, two Shaftim that come from a Pelegish. The Pelegish has to be Mutter because the Mepharshim don't say there was an Issa over here, and we know by Gidon there was an Issa. You could say that uh, Yiftach's father maybe wasn't a Gadladar, maybe something wrong, but there's no reason to say it after you finish understanding what it's about. But certainly, Shechem, uh, um, the Palakshar Hashem Shechem, was not part of the inter- intricate part of the family, I guess, uh, somewhat uh, distanced because everybody <laughs> was living in Afra and they were in Shechem. So he grew up apart from his brothers. Why that is, so we have a glimpse, and we'll see more of that by Yiftach, is that there is a difference between a full brother and a half-brother, and perhaps the Pelegish, either rightfully so or incorrectly so, was looked down upon and her family was from Shechem, which is not going to serve Avimelech very well over here, but I'm just giving you the Marmachimus. And that's where he was brought up. His father saw him. Shechem is not that far. It's not a big country. Um, maybe he learned in the same yeshivas as his brother, but she's from a different city. And as soon as you see the word Shechem, as in a city, you should start uh, being concerned <laughs> because Rashi tells us time and time again that uh, whatever happened to Shechem it was never ending well so that's already a premonition of what's to come and the fact that it was in Pelagish but we're going to discuss right now what exactly the Pelagish is yeah Uh, as I said, it's a small country, very far. Did Eged have direct buses? Was it a transfer in Tel Aviv? I don't know, but yeah, okay. But it's not. Uh, he had uh, fast camels and horses, and uh, you know, give them. Yeah, okay. But Lamaisa, it, it doesn't bode well. He obviously wasn't as close to his other brothers as the seventy were, as a clique. That's not tying on anybody, and certainly no reason for violence. And the contrast, by the way, the only other example of, well, not Begiva, but that wasn't a leadership issue. That was Stama disaster. That's the only other example we're going to have. But uh, Yiftach ends up being a very capable sheifet who does the job, and it's a tzaddik, made a big mistake with his daughter. It's a different thing, but not to do with the... But he was chased away originally, and the chasing away wasn't necessarily with name-calling. It was a shayla about the nachala. I'm getting way ahead of myself. We're not going to discuss that now. It's a different parak. But 
to his uh, immense credit, he didn't want to fight, so he just left. And when they came to him and they needed his help, he said one thing about, I got to get this off my chest. He told them, he said, you know, when you didn't want me around, you got rid of me, and now you want me. And they apologized, and he went right away, and Baruch Hashem, it's an amazing madriga. And he took the mantle of leadership, went into battle, and saved them. That's great. It's a great story. Except for the very end with the detail with his daughter, what's coming out of the house with his nether. But that's an example. Somebody came from Pelagish, it was a misunderstanding of the Yibusha, what the role is. Okay, but he, Lamaisa, stepped up and he saved them. Over here, everything runs in the exact opposite direction. Uh, and so the fact, the lesson number two, the Pelegish was not a full wife. Again, we, we, I hope to discuss this in a minute from now. Whatever the status was, it's perfectly legitimate. It's mutter. question is why. And that's no reason to come in and take over and start a mechlokis. Again, is a tremendous understatement. And um, the fact that he's named Avimelech is a good kasha. So he should have been Charlotte to the Sanhedrin. So my father named me Avimelech. Allah They would have told him, you have kachas and you have a lot of good things coming, but do it right. Don't uh, take it in gaiva. And, and the people bring rayas to their agenda when they want to bring rayas, even though there's no sheiches. Yeah. Well, as we'll explain in a minute, however you read the Rishonim and the possibilities, it's got to be mutter. N- no one says it's also in Gidon Din Aveiro over here, and it's Daraisa. It was not a full wife, second class. Well, let's, well, we'll start it now, and you'll see. It's not the assumption, it's not more than an assumption. There's no Chazal. The Rayas are discussed. Why do we have Pelegish in Tanakh if a Pelegish is also? The Ramam seems to say for a Hedjut. That's a non-melech. A pelegish is, uh, is a surah, and for a melech, she's muteris. And all the Rishonim that will argue will say, well, go through Tanakh. This is Yiftach's wife, lack of a better word, pelegish. And he didn't do anything wrong, but this is Yiftach. And the Pasik criticizes, not Yiftach, uh, Gidon, and the Pasik criticizes him when necessary, like, why'd you make the aphid? It's going to come back to haunt you. And we have criticism, we have very little criticism, he was at Sadiq said, oh, but this issue is not on the list, nor should it be, the question is why. So let's take a look at your copy. First, uh, as you get your copy out, if you don't have one, Chaim has some for sale. Uh, let's look at three words in Rashi first. Actually, look at the Mitzvah Sea and the Lamed Aleph. Rashi Yisrael doesn't even comment. There's nothing to comment about it. Everybody knows it's mutter. What's the title of the word? Look at the Mitzudasian. Pelaksha. Isha hamiyuchedes leish belaik suba ubelaik kedushin. So she's miyuchedes leish. There's an iser zaina in the Torah. It's an iser deresa. After matan Torah, the Rambam starts off with the kaidem matan Torah. What's an iser deresa? Uh, you have Yehud and Tamar, for somebody of his stature, they'll look good, why did he get involved? That's uh, many midrashim and chazals, not for now, but it was mutter, there was no iser over here. And one of the many, of the 613 dinim, iserim, and assays, uh, at Kabbalah Satira, and Zaina is one of them. Is it good for society? No. Um, 
We were discussing that this past uh, week. It's, it's not good for society. It usually brings crime. And there were cities like New York who certain kufas cleaned it up and suddenly was better for business and everything else. And I don't know where it's holding now. But it's not great for society and not great for the general morality. But that's assuming you have any morality that you're trying to focus on in the first place, which uh, there are problems exponentially in many directions that would make that look like child's play, because it's not even an iser. The other ones are in the Zayimitzis. As we spoke about recently, we try not to speak about, but Maram is too, in the night here. Yes? No, he did tshuva on assuming she was guilty, and he, the tshuva's on the spot. He said, me many. That's great tshuva. He admitted Barabim, the Byzantis involved, and he said, I made a mistake. A mistake in Metzius. So it wasn't a mistake in Lumdus. The reason why it was Shreifa, she was a Baskayan, however that works out, but as a Shaila Matthias, you also have to uh, get the Matthias right. So there's no, no one's going to say it, so we're just trying to touch the words. So the Messidician says, Ishim Yechedes Ish, so there's no Zainish over here, Belek Suba Belek Kedushim. So the two things that make a halachic marriage is the Kedushim, the Dindarese Area Mikadeshesli, Kedas Meshavi Yisrael, we had. Many share him on that Shabbos afternoon. Uh, and why that could ask Moshe Yisrael? But uh, the short answer, which I tell the Chasanim, is you have in mind to follow the das of the uh, Chazal and the people making the Gedushin and whatever they have in mind. And you can't say later that you didn't have that in mind. And with from people, that's usually a non issue. Uh, what's Belek Suba? So if you remember the beginning of the Mesechta, throughout the Mesechta, there's a Machlek as where the Ksuba is the race of the Rabbanim. What that machlekes means is machlekes v'shainim. Let me take the short. Otherwise, it's a, it's a very big sugya. The short answer is is that the concept of a ksuba, not the written ksuba, the written ksubas, we paskins the rabbanon, the concept of shibudim of the husband to the wife, shayek is a concept of race. So the ksuba really puts that in print. So the, the actual ksuba and the money and the uh, how much is supposed to be worth, that's a dinder abonon, let's assume. And Rabbi Shainam hold like that. But the shibudim certainly exists, midaresa. So the way many, many achreinim understand the mahalitz Shainam, and I'll show you one example in the copy you have, is that below kedushin sounds like it means midaresa. You don't need kedushin. That's a big chilik. Like suba doesn't sound like a chilik midaraisa. The answer is it is. Even if the piece of paper is darabonon, it means there aren't shibudim. The understanding is miuchedes lois. There's no shail of zayin over here, and should be taken care of. But the the regular shibudim are not there, as opposed to the regular isha. There's a meisik kedushin, and all the shibudim are officially there. So hold on to that thought, and I'll explain as I go along what that means. Yes. It means not a zaina. It means it's not hefker. Very far, there's no shibudim. It goes with the And there's also no maizikadushim. Okay, so let, let's see the Ramam. Well, well there's, a, there's a big sugya. Uh, we're not going to do the whole sugya here. That's for uh, Shabbos afternoon. But we just need to understand the psukim and why the best way to try to examine any sugi is try to figure out where either there's no machlekes or it's very limited, more limited than we think. Try to minimize the machlekes to the extent possible. So, 
take a look at the Ramam you have in front of you in Hilchasishus. And uh, I, I'm really going through this for the purpose of the, uh, the understanding of the Psukim and the backdrop. There are many people who will listen to the Shiurim, so if it's being used for a uh, younger audience, so we'll, uh, you'll, you don't have to necessarily, you could still get through the uh, disaster unfolding in the next parag without uh, this Machach Zushayinim, but for the uh, audience here, for the Sugisha boy, at least to understand what the possibilities and the words are, are very important. So, take a look at page one. This is the Ramam Hachazishas Perak Aleph, where discusses the history. The Ramam normally doesn't do that, but he's trying to contrast what Kadesha the Yisr Zaina wasn't before Mount Terra, what it is after Mount Terra. And uh, the Rambam says that therefore the Maise Kedushin is a Chiv because otherwise you're getting in this Dereisi, you've got to get uh, married Kedasa Gedin. So that sounds like the Rambam Lishitasa who says in Malachim that only a king is a lot of Pelegesh and a Hedjid is not because it's in the Dereisi. Shaila is the king is not only Mechiv in all the mitzvahs, but he's usually more Mechiv. He has more mitzvahs than everybody else. So take a look at the Kesemishan in the top left-hand corner. So Shaila now is what is the Girsa when the Gemara talks about Palakshim, there are two possibilities. So according to the Ram, the Girsa is Palakshim Kedushin Belaik Suba. So he says the Mitsudas, the way he's bringing it down, is the other half of the story, is Muchedis Lish, but no Ksuba, no Kedushin. And the Maga Mishnah says, no, it has to be Kedushin Belaik Suba, which answers your kasha right away. He says, well, if there's no Maise Kedushin, then how? Well, let, let's, there's a lot of it. You'll see. It'll be explained as we go along. And we'll, we'll take it afterwards. He says that, Kesemisha says, I don't agree. The Ramam himself, trying to figure out what the Ramam means over here, Ram himself and Hilchas Malachim describes the Pelegish as the Mitzudas he brings down over here. Belek Suba Ubala Kedushin Ela Biyuchah Bavad Kainosa Muteris Loi Avala Hedjit Aser Bibelegish. And the only example facsimile thereof, and there's a, a lot of Torah on what this next line means in the Rambam Ela Ba'am Avriah Bavad Achar Yud. If you remember Kedushin, Masech the Kedushin, there's a lot about Amavriya and the Kenyanim and Yid is when the father or the son gets her. It's not a shifch of the shame, Yid, which is really getting married, and they live happily ever after. Um, there was no official Maizah Kedushin. Ah, the Gemara makes clear that the Bizzle Kesef given for the purchase ends up being the Ketzah Kedushin. Yes, but there was no official Maisa Kedushin. So the Ramam says, for a hedget, the only example that's even close is marrying the Amaria Achar Yud. And everything else is also. And the Rambam is allowed, So the Ketzah Mishnah is quoting a Rambam that says there's no Ksuba and there's no Kedushin and it's only mutter for a king, Ramban Bachuva Kasa, Pelegish Muteris Lahedjit. The Ramban and many other Shanim say no, Pelegish is Mutter even to a Hedjit, non king. She David Nasa Isa, before he was king, Vlahuskir Bakasa Logamar, Hefresh Bay Melch Lahedjit. And we have many Gemaras about Palakshim and never says a chilik between a commoner and a king. Umitsina Gedeli Yisrael Naisin Asa, and he goes to, when he means Gedeli Yisrael, he goes to Nafi. 
and he says we have more than one, we don't have a hundred, but we have more than one, more than two examples of people who marry Palakshim. He just goes possibly on Pasik. Kalev and Kalev was the God Ladar. Yelda and Gidon Shafi Yisrael, Shadi Bashem, our Gidon was a Navi. Sid by Kalev was Kalev. He was um, the Gadladar, and uh, he was the uh, Gadladar for already a few generations. And over here it talks about the Pelegesh, our Pasib, Lakshay Shebeshem, Yeldaloi, Pelegesh Begiva. Pelegesh Begiva was a disaster, but nobody tainas on the obvious why in the world did he have a Pelegesh? He was a regular guy, ends up being pretty irregular, but he was a the guy with Shemitah Mitzvah was a levy. Possibly never, nobody ever criticizes, by the way, why was the Pelegish in existence in terms of the relationship? Just criticize what happened afterwards. Pelegish begiva and Elohisa Surah Lamarakasav Yakam Ishava Yelech Acharel describes him as a regular husband. And the way he's talking to the Shver and the way the whole relationship uh, exists is clear that it was a regular natural halachic marriage. So the Kesna Mishnah comes to defend the Rambam and he says none of these are really Shver and the Rambam. Which Obviously, the Ramban others held fair to say every case we have in Tanakh. It just go is Amavria. That's a complicated case. Amavria took. How often does that happen? So the good news is for the Ramban, we don't have a hundred examples in Tanakh either. He just quoted a few. So Kesemisha says, okay. So that was rare, and this is rare. And the Rambam Bavarns it. He says the only other example that's similar is the Amavriya Achar Yud. So there are people who are poor, and then the father sold his Amavriya, which really giving her over as a wife to a wealthier Mishpacham. So Kalav can afford it, and Gidon can certainly afford it. And so it's not Shver. So it's not Shver. It's not a Tiyufta. But we have a machoikis mishaynim. This is just uh, a short version. There are many, many hundreds and hundreds of pages in Mishaynim written on this subject. But there is a machoikis mishaynim over here. That's what you see. Ramam holds also to a hedget, and Ramban others hold its mutter to a hedget. It was never common. Polygamy in general was never common. The whole thing is uh, overdone. You, if you misread Tanakh, which is never a good idea, you might get the uh, misimpression. That, yeah, they always had more than one. It was extremely rare throughout history. And even the Imos, it was always a problem. So you never did it unless it was necessary or unless we had to be wealthy and you had to support each one in style, uh, that they were accustomed as part of the Shibudim. And uh, it gets complicated. It was never common. And Pelagish is even less common. The question is, is it mutter? So, according to Ramban, everything's fine over here. That is Pelegesh. He can afford it. He's a leader. Wants to have a large family. Um, just interesting, he had 70 children with regular wives and only one with the Pelegesh. And, but, Mutter, according to the Rambam, what do you do with the word Pelegesh? The Gatim is saying, so it could be, it was an honor of you felt bad for somebody, and it was a way of uh, funding them in a particular way. And, uh, and named her Pelegesh because it's very similar to a Pelegesh. So, whether according to the Ramban Rabban, there's nothing shver, and it was mutter. That's step number one that's very clear. If you take a look, um, actually, you know, we'll save it for next week. 
the uh, page two is a very nice uh, yeshuv on how to put the Ramam and the Ramban together with a very fascinating aside that the Maise Kedushin is really needed. Just the Melech, when the Melech takes somebody, the command of the Melech is that he can, uh, the Melech's Dina Mochazadina, almost the Ram describes, he could take uh, the people to the army, he could take them to the work of the palace. The calling of the king in this example of the Pelegish is like a Maise Kedushin due to the force of the Kayach of the Melech. Whereas a hedge has to do with actual Maise Kedushin. So really, both cases are the same. And the definition of Pelegish is with the Kedushin, without a Ksuba, meaning the Noshibudim. But I'll explain that in Mitzvah Shem next week because I want to go to the Peleyayetz. At least we accomplished in Pesach Lamad Allah, Pilak Shem. He didn't come out to becoming Avi Melech uh, that did many uh, horrible things because he was the son of a Pelegish, because of the relationship, because it was Mutter. That, that wasn't the problem. Yeah, I mean, the evidence, the evidence in Amavria were selling themselves, Amavria, because they were mamish penniless that had no food. And unless he sold as a ganav because he stole the money and spent it in Vegas, then he's got problems, he's got to fix it up. But if just poor and it's a fundraiser, that's a tremendous chesed. And the person who's buying the ganav who spent all his money is doing a tremendous chesed, inviting a ganav into his house. And he's going to support him. So either way, you had wealthy individuals who were volunteering to do this. It became the purpose was for Yid. Shailah is what happens if they don't do that. But that's a, that's a whole sugya. And, that's a, and it's like, a, took up, there was no official Maise Kedushim. The money was supposed to be for the Kedushim. The Shailah is uh, what the lambda of that is a whole sugya in the, in the Masechta. No, Ishvasta is a whole third uh, separate thing. Ishvasta is Machalik Sushainim when the marriage is, but she becomes a regular Zigiris, but she becomes a regular regular wife. Uh, remind me, after we see the interesting shtickle tayer and the Timiyashiv, uh, the Rambam with the king and the, and the Hejit, uh, what I started alluding to, which we're not going to get into now because it'll, we won't get to the Peliyayits, is the fact that there are some people for. It's so off the charts. I didn't want to mention it. It didn't come up recently, but every 20, 30 years, somebody starts writing a column somewhere. We should, uh, if we hold Mikar Adin, a Pelegish is, is Mutter, and the Ramal brings down two shitas just in the theory of it. It was never done. And you can understand how destructive it could be for society to even have such a thing and the misunderstanding and the Chil Hashem Shabbai. And, and so this... Um, I don't know what to call them. Uh, we're, on, we're on video, but this uh, <laughs> very strange. Uh, he meant well. Yeah, I always start off saying that. Uh, I don't know how much sure he meant well, but uh, suggested we should bring it back and it'll solve a lot of problems. It so, it's so insane and ridiculous. And then he quotes one or two achrenim out of 150. So the danger is you can't uh, cherry pick sheetas and achrenim out of context and what they would say and they wouldn't say. If we Absolutely don't pass like that. We have 2,000 years of Messiah. But it's, a, it's unfortunately a sad but great example where somebody will get up and start writing something. And I remember at the time we were in Flatbush where I actually had to give a sheer also uh, very uh, delicately explaining why this was uh, so off the charts and the guy was really doing a nice uh, rishus by discussing it. 
uh, in a public forum and discussing our rights on public forum. It's, uh, and that, had to, that has to be addressed, but that's the times we live in, and this was you know, 20 years ago. Uh, but you read it, it's, oh, yeah, he quotes, uh, I won't even say, yeah, it's a Ramah. It's a, learn, learn the sugya before you don't make a dot and then draw a bullseye and uh, get what you want to get and understand that uh, there are many G'daylam who actually know the Paschal Shai as the Yerush Shemayim and uh, not somebody who discovered America, you know, Good Morning America, there's a sheet like this. A very sad spectacle and it makes, it just makes a lot of trouble and hilarious of the whole thing and, you know, learn the sugi from the bottom up, he's a complicated sugi, you'll understand why even if a sheet is quoted, that doesn't mean it was done, or people were suggesting it should be done, even if you find a, an opinion in print, and that's, that doesn't, uh, doesn't mean anything. Yes? So that's part of the, uh, there's no official divorce if there's no official condition, except for this next shtickle term, but we'll, we'll get to that next week. It's a, it's a huge sugi and condition, but the point over here is the fact that's mentioned in Tanakh, the people who, Kalev, <laughs> Gidun, and uh, even Pelagos Begiva, it was clearly Mutter, also clearly very rare, because out of all Tanakh and all the hundreds and hundreds, we only have three or four examples. And there's a reason why it was done, and the reason under the circumstances uh, wasn't, but we have it in Chumash also, and we have B'nai Palakshim by Abba Vinu. So you have to just understand what the word means and what the possibilities are, even though it has no shaykhist to anything going on today. Anybody suggested a thing is uh, either a total amaritz or uh, trying to do very destructive things for self-serving purposes. There could be many reasons. Uh, well, we'll just, uh, I, I don't know whether even it's Kadai even discussed that thing, but they, there are some obvious reasons, but the fact that it was so rare, whatever the reasons were, it was a rare circumstance. Okay, let's go to the Peleyetz. And if you look in page Reish Memhei, the new entry here is Tairach, which is, he only picks very, very Yisraelistic themes about Avedis Hashem. And... Using the English expression, no pain, no gain, is a good way to start, but it really doesn't, like any expression in a different language, really doesn't uh, serve the purpose of really understanding what Chazal are trying to teach us, because you could have all sorts of conclusions on what's important to you in life and go through a lot of pain to get it, like running after money or covered or uh, fine-tuning your football and hockey skills, I'm not talking about that recess in the playground. I'm talking about making a... Uh, um, there hasn't been a professional football or hockey player that's over 50 or 60 who's smiling. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that a good, delicate way to put it? They're so... Uh, that might be smiling, but that's just for the cameras. It's... Uh, there's such pain. They're, they're so... They're a wreck. They're wrecked during the career. But what you don't do, they would say, no pain, no gain. You want to make money and you want to make a... They're suffering. They're talking about getting up and taking 15 painkillers before you even... Daven chakras. They're not davening chakras. So it's... And they have no time on them in particular, but it's a good example where the Umas Island will look at success and that's the spitz, the pinnacle of... You have a guy, now he's retired, he can then start enjoying life 
and it's pure misery for the rest of the life because they're in such pain. Forget everything else that goes with the glitter and, uh, and the misfortune that that might bring. Just the, just the pain. It's been the 24-7. If you ever want Mutzer, if anybody... Uh, I don't usually have to talk Bachram out of becoming professional hockey and football players because they're not making it anyway. Uh, but of um, recent vintage, and we spoke about this in the press... It uh, doesn't mean they're bad people, but they have aspirations uh, in professional leagues and whatever sports uh, happens to be. That's not a, yeah, that's not a feather. Baseball is not as painful. It's not a, although if you're a pitcher, it is. Um, speak to Sandy. Uh, he's still in pain. Why? Yeah, most of them, except for the pitchers sometimes are. Okay, whatever. It's better than if you're choosing. Yeah, I understand. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Point is, in the baseball, the problem is not the pain and agony that it might bring during the game and the ice packs afterwards for four days. It's the fact that you just can't be in a matzav and really um, hone your ruchnius and not have nusianis that are off the charts because of that. And that's, that's the problem. So that's not really the nusayan of the dar for most people. I'm just bringing as an example the umas would say, yeah, we're into it. No pain, no gain. And you want something, you got to suffer for it. Chazal tell us in many different ways that's true in anything important in life, but you've got to figure out what's important in life. And you have to be willing to be made an effort for your ruchnius, which brings true simcha. If you do that for your gashmius, you just spin your wheels and tire yourself out. That doesn't mean you don't have to work hard in the office. You do. Whatever you're trying to do, you've got to focus on and work hard with, but it's, it's a question of figuring out what the gain is before you figure out how much pain you're going to have for it. So, who call Godol? Second half of the page in Reish Mem Hey. Who call Godol? Chal Yadol Chal Yanei Kinyanei Elamazem. Sheashalaviyah Belit Tairech. Doesn't work unless you put a lot into it, and it's going to be a Tircha. And the Tircha, as I want to say soon, is a very positive thing, and you can understand the godless of what you're doing. And the Tircha doesn't feel like a Tircha because you're happy to do it because you understand the gain. Long-term game. Which means that he will feel like he's not wasting his time. He won't have regrets afterwards. He'll actually enjoy it. So you can have somebody during, say, they're sweating and stretching his brain or really concentrating. And, but that's a labor of love if you realize the godless of understanding Akasha and Tesis, understanding Arabiki Vega. And the main, this has to be hammered in and eternalized all the time in Chazard, because we forget. It's not pshat to get to the end goal of accomplishing a mitzvah, whether the mitzvah is writing a big check in chesed or doing a chesed or being soival insults or tamatera, whatever the area is, people think, we understand that you have to have X amount of Pain and terror to get to the accomplishment of the mitzvah. That's true, but that's missing the point. The Iker Schar is the Amelis. The Iker Schar is the mysterious Nefesh, which means, to an extent, although we don't ask for Nisianis, and if you have a little money and you have what to eat, so it's not Pasamal Techal, but the Iker Schar and accomplishment is one that's extremely difficult. And that concept is so un American. It's uh, tragic. Uh, we Americans can't wrap our hands up. The whole pursuit of everything, pursuit of happening in America, is to make things more convenient and more convenient. Uh, another gadget and another way to relax and another. It's the antithesis of everything in Ruchnius. 
and we, we have to realize that's a, that's a struggle and a battle every single day because even when we finally figure out, yeah, tamatarius, can I get kulam? Uh, could I have a, a larger spoon and just shovel it in? And I don't really want to get too uh, sweated up over this, even though I'm willing to do it and put a helmet on and uh, start my practice on a hot day and sweat. Says that's the nature of the game. Well, this is the nature of any area of Ruchnius. And anything you do, any sweating along the way, mental, physical, is uh, part of the schar and the ikar part of the avodah. And you have to convince yourself that you're stronger than you think you are. And we use money and football and hockey. Uh, whatever the Umasailam are idolizing in terms of what they're willing to sweat for, you have to be willing to take that and use that in the Ruchnius. And Amit Hashem will continue next week. Whoever is going up to